0: today's unseminary podcast episode is brought to you by regal theater church the only theater company providing full service consultation for churches wanting to create dynamic worship services in familiar culturally relevant venues the local movie theater with lots of parking spacious lobbies plenty of bathrooms and a perfect view of the screen from a comfortable seat regal theaters are ideal for church plants and multi-sites Learn more at regaltheaterchurch.com or call their incredible team at 1-800-792-8244 today.
1: Ladies, ladies and welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary podcast. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. I am so glad that you've decided to spend some time with us today. Honored, really. I know things are really busy at your church. You've got a lot going on this week uh, as we get ready for this weekend, and so we're just honored that you would take some time in, pop us in your earbuds to listen in uh, on today's conversation. Today, it's our privilege to have Jim Nicodine with us from Christ Community Church. It's a great church leader, great church. Jim,
2: welcome to the show. Thanks, Rich. It is good to be with you.
0: Yeah, for folks that don't know, uh, Jim was actually the founder of this church a few years ago, back in the mid-80s when he was three years old. Um, And so uh, it's a great (laughs) church, about 5,000 people, four locations in the greater Chicagoland area. Jim, why don't we start by you kind of giving us a flavor for your church. Tell us about Christ Community.
2: Uh, you know we we like to describe ourselves rich as uh, a secret church with depth, so really? uh, that's our unofficial motto. It sounds cheeky to say it <laughs> so don't put it on our literature but uh, you know, we, we come we come out of a, a willow mm-hmm. uh, sort of background our our roots go back to uh a close connection with the Willow Creek strategy mm-hmm. of uh, attracting people who are spiritually lost mm-hmm. uh but at the same time, my passion is for teaching god's word i've mm-hmm. got a Uh, biblical studies, undergrad degree, and then a master's and a doctorate in hermeneutics and Mm -hmm. and what. So I'm really passionate about people getting roots down into God's word. So we want to take them somewhere once we lead them to Christ. So Mm -hmm. that's the general flavor of who we are.
0: Okay, very cool. Now, for people that may be listening in, they may think that those are an apparent contradiction, being both kind of attractional and really identifying, you know, with uh, a movement like Willow Creek, uh, but then at the same time trying to have a high, high, you know, kind of um, desire to disciple people. How is that possible? How is it that you're doing that at your church?
2: Yeah, that's you know, it's a great question, and and we have felt sometimes like a like a fish out of water. You go to some <laughs> conferences that are all about uh, attractional ministry. So if you're at Willow, you're at North Point, you're mm-hmm. you know, you, you're passionate about reaching the lost, mm-hmm. uh, but you're sitting there thinking, "Wow, I wish I heard some stuff that was." Theologically, just a little deeper, stretching me in that area. Mm. So you go to uh, a gospel coalition, you go to a John Piper conference, and and you're imbibing that stuff, but you're thinking to yourself, wow, I wish there was a passion for reaching lost people. The third being voiced (laughs) a little more. And you you kind of feel caught between two worlds. Mm -hmm. And we've just found that you can do both. Mm. So, uh, you know, for example, on the attractional side, we've just come through a very busy December. At the Mm -hmm. beginning of the month, we do an outreach uh, at the end of the month, we do Christmas Eve services mm-hmm. like everybody else. Mm-hmm. From an attractional standpoint, uh, we had about 170-some people come to Christ. Wow, that's amazing. The December. And for us, I mean, we don't count people who just raise a hand or stand to their feet, mm-hmm. unless they're willing to go to our Welcome Center at one of our four campuses and pick mm-hmm. up the Next Step packet as a sign of their determination to follow Christ. You know, we don't count. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: one of our campuses, Uh, During invitations that were given during the Christmas Eve services, 70-some people stood, but three or four people picked up next steps packets. So Mm -hmm. when I say we had 170 come to Christ, that's only the next steps packets. So we're highly attractional, Mm -hmm. but again, uh, in our ministry, uh, we're rabid about discipling people and getting their roots down into God's Word.
0: Hmm, interesting. You know, I think, there's, uh, I think there's a growing trend of what your church is, has tapped into. I think there was a false dichotomy at one point between those two. Obviously, you set that up as a, yes. you know, an interesting conversation. But I think as we're seeing churches that are growing, they really are trying to do both uh, and do them well. The thing I love about Christ Community is you seem to have you know, found some things that are working in your context. So clearly your church is growing. You're reaching people. You know, How do you do the big D word, discipleship? What yes. does that look like yep, yep, yep. Uh,
2: at your church? Good let, let me start let me start with the uh, most prominent part the uh, the tip of the iceberg that everybody sees at the mm-hmm. weekend service that 's the preaching, yes, so from a preaching standpoint again. Uh, working on a hybrid model, we mm-hmm. we, we look out there. And there there are those who are big advocates of topical mm-hmm. teaching. So if you teach topically, you tend to attract a crowd that has come for the topic, whatever it is. It's a mm-hmm. parenting series. It's a, it's a marriage series, whatever. Uh, on the other hand, there are those who re- are real advocates of expositional teaching. Hey, mm-hmm. we're going through the book of James, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing verse by verse by verse. Mm-hmm. We try to blend the two, mm-hmm. so so we approach things probably. of the time from a topical standpoint, Mm -hmm. but every message that we preach here is rooted in one single text. So Mm -hmm. we don't Mm -hmm. jump around proof texting. Mm -hmm. Uh, This weekend, perfect example, we're doing a series uh, called Back to Plan A, Mm -hmm. God's Countercultural Wisdom. So Mm -hmm. we're looking at issues where our culture has drifted away from Mm -hmm. Judeo-Christian roots, Mm -hmm. values, and we're calling people back to those, you know, those those biblical values. Mm -hmm. So we're hitting on a variety of topics. We're hitting on racism on Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Mm. We're hitting at the end of sanctity of life. We're doing something on abortion and Mm. so on. But every time we hit on a topic, we draw from one particular text. So Mm -hmm. uh, this weekend, the topic is materialism. I'm preaching through a segment of 1 Timothy 6. Mm. Our goal is not only to teach people what's in the text topically, so uh, those who are unfamiliar with the Bible, those who are seeking, exploring the faith, feel like they're being pulled in. Mm -hmm. But we're also teaching people how to work through a segment of Scripture. So Mm. rather than being impressed with me at the end of the sermon, like, wow, that guy he brought me here, there, everywhere around the Bible. <laughs> All I did is walk them through one text, and they're able to see, oh, that spoke to me. I can do this. I can go mm-hmm. home, open a Bible, read a passage. Where, you know, we're just teaching basic rules of uh, how to study mm-hmm. verses within their context. Mm-hmm. And so, so, you know, that's the blend. That's the hybrid doing text topical teaching.
0: Hmm, that's a, that's very interesting. I love that. Now, are you, do you, is there kind of a time of year that you will then actually take out and say, we're actually going to go through this book? We're going to take, you know, or, or you, or we're going to follow this narrative. Do you do that as well when you blend it? Um,
2: is yeah. that, that kind of what you're doing? We will do, maybe 20% of the time, we will do a a more purely walk through a section of scriptures. So uh, an example of that is in late November and in the month of December, we did a series in Hebrews, uh, but we treated it topically, we called it uh, Picture Perfect Images of Jesus in the Book of Hebrews. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're familiar with Hebrews. Mm -hmm. Uh, We spent a week talking about Jesus as exalted above angels, we talked about. Jesus as the high priest. We talked about Jesus as the perfect sacrifice. We talked Mm -hmm. about Jesus as the Sabbath rest. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we walked through large segments of Hebrews during the course of that series, but it was treated kind of topically Mm -hmm. because of the way we approached it from week to week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll do the same thing leading up to Easter, Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll we'll sometimes say, okay, we're going to walk through the chapters in Matthew Mm -hmm. that cover Passion Week, beginning, and we're going to do a five or six week series uh, on it. So those are the kinds of of textual series, uh, more purely textual, that we'll do sometimes. Very cool. So you mentioned that is one piece of the
0: discipleship puzzle. I appreciate you starting there because I think a lot of times we just take that for granted. Uh, Other pieces of the discipleship puzzle at your church?
2: yeah worship so mm-hmm. i'm still parking on the Sunday. you know the weekend service mm-hmm. that is the, the you know the main point of contact that people have with her mm-hmm. and again we just work on a hybrid model so uh, my experience of contemporary worship is i go into churches around the country uh, in in many places Contemporary worship means high energy. It, mm. It's a killer band, it's three to four numbers, mm. raise the roof, mm-hmm. um, back to back. and Feel so, the
0: paint off the walls, melt exactly, your face, all exactly. that. Yeah.
2: And I am rich, I love that kind of music, <laughs> yes. I love that kind of worship. But yeah. the flip side, at the other end of the spectrum, a more liturgical worship. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go into a, a church that's got liturgy and there are creeds and there are, con, you know, times of silence, times when sin is being confessed. There's uh, readings of scripture that are mm-hmm. done antiphonally and, and, and so on. So mm-hmm. uh, seriously, when I get away from Christ's community, uh, I gravitate toward a uh, local Anglican church that's very evangelical because mm-hmm. it's so different. Uh, so, you know, probably... Three four years ago, I was wondering why can't we do a little bit of both? Mm-hmm. Why can't we bring more of the depth that you'll feel in a liturgical worship into our contemporary worship and blend the two together? Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there are people around the country that are trying to do this, and mm-hmm. I've gone to school on uh, one of those guys, Glenn Packiam, who's a worship leader out at New Life in, in Colorado, mm-hmm. an integrity artist got a band, cook and band, whatever, but he's now leading a worship service. It's largely liturgical. Mm. So the dude knows how to blend the two. Mm-hmm. And so I've gone to, to school on Glenn and on others. And one of the things Glenn teaches is that is that worship is not just a faith-expressing activity, but mm. it's also a faith-shaping activity. Mm. Much of contemporary mm. worship, it's all about expressing. Yes. It's all about Hands lifted Declaring, up. And, yes. Yeah, again, raising the roof. Yep. In liturgical, it tends to be shaping. We're doing these repetitious things because mm-hmm. we're shaping. It's mm, kind of a good. teaching component of the mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, one of the first things we did in that regard is we moved a teaching pastor. Onto the worship planning team. Okay. So initially, it rocks the boat a little bit. <laughs> you know, the worship leaders are like, "Well, you don't trust us." Or you, don't you don't have
0: skinny jeans. You can't be here.
2: <laughs> no, no, yeah. So, so it's you know, it's bringing a teaching pastor's mindset, saying, mm-hmm. "You know, this is not just going to be a a, a rah worship. It's going to be a something where we're thinking from a teaching standpoint of how we're shaping people's faith." It it means screening songs, so we're not doing stuff that's theologically uh, you know just dribble it 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 means uh being willing to live with low energy moments during mm. the worship, mm-hmm. so and again the initially the band that was so hard for them is like whoa, you you just you pulled everything grounded to a halt we <laughs> we had things cooking, and now you 're stopping for a quiet moment of confessional prayer mm. so you've got to get everybody used to the fact that yeah there's going to be some stop and start sort of thing. Uh, things going on, It's uh, it means organizing the worship around a theme, mm-hmm. a theme that fits possibly with the sermon of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes our theme is just the gospel. Mm-hmm. Our, our uh, worship follows the creation, fall, rest, uh, redemption, restoration
0: mm-hmm.
2: outline of, of the gospel. So mm-hmm. uh, that's another way we're trying to deepen people in their commitment to Christ, make disciples out of them. It's through worship that has got some depth to it.
0: Mm, very cool. Very cool. I love what you're saying there. I think sometimes, again, using a straw man, I don't think this actually exists. I think sometimes, I listen. I've spent all, you know my ministry career in attractional churches. That's what I've done. That's been my life's work, and I I think we can sometimes again straw man be like, well, the music is all it needs to do is get people's attention. Um, it's like the, you know, and that's you know what I love that you're doing is pushing. You're asking a deeper question and saying, hey, how can we use this? actually as a forming process. Uh, what
2: else are you doing to think through the discipleship piece at, uh, at your church? You know, probably the most obvious one, uh, and, and I'm sure, uh, you know, everybody listening to us is in church world is doing the same thing. It's the use of, of small groups. We call right. them community groups.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, 75 to 80 percent of our weekend attenders are involved in a community group. Wow. That's That's so, incredible. It's it's a huge figure for us, and it's a statistic that we we work hard to. Uh, yeah, right, absolutely. That's incredible. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that's helped us in that regard is, uh, and we picked this up from uh, Greg Hawkins' book, Move. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Greg was uh, the executive pastor at Willow for years, and he, they did that whole reveal study mm-hmm. found that they were taking people to depth mm-hmm. in faith, and so— um, what, what some people may not be aware of is that subsequent to reveal, Greg did a study of a thousand churches that were making it happen, discipleship happen, mm-hmm. to, to find out what are they doing? What, mm-hmm. what is successfully going on in these churches? And one of the things he discovered is that they have a clear path of discipleship. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not so important down the road a little, you know, a little distance mm-hmm. where you give people options. But initially, the first two or three steps got to be clearly spelled out. There has mm-hmm. to, Clear on-ramp for how people get started. Mm-hmm. So for us, before we get people into groups, uh, there's three on, on-ramps, and depending on what condition you come spiritually to our church, you'll you'll choose one of those. So if mm-hmm. you're still exploring the faith, your on-ramp is Alpha. Mm-hmm. You know, want to get you into Alpha, find out about what Christianity is. You know, is all about. Mm-hmm. If you come to us and you're just making your faith decision, mm-hmm. you've come to church. You you know, you've picked up a Next Steps packet. Now mm-hmm. you're a believer. We want to get you in a next next steps class, so it's mm-hmm. a class that's your on ramp. Mm-hmm. If you're coming to our church because you just moved from San Diego and you're a Christ follower and you're coming from an evangelical church, we've got a course called Begin to Belong. Mm-hmm. And so, so we've got clearly marked on ramps depending on where you're at in your spiritual journey mm-hmm. for how you get involved. And then after that, it's community groups. Mm-hmm. Get you in a group. Mm-hmm. I think the important thing to underline there for, for people is,
0: um, and we've seen this time and time again, we've taken kind of a, a focus out right, on seminary, talking with um, churches, you know, fast growing churches that are doing a good job integrating things, people, and time and time again the thing that comes back is clear and obvious, particularly first steps. Um, yes. Do yes. not, that has to be so obvious, so strategic. Absolutely. That you can't have, here's 10 different things. There was a time in ministry where it was great to brag. We've got 101 ministries. This that day is done. We've got to have very very clear steps. I love, you know, very quickly you went through there and described, you know, really everyone who could potentially ever come to your yep, church, yep, yep. and said here's three places you could go to. If you can't do that, church leaders, uh, that's something you need to work
2: on uh, for sure.
0: Now the actual community group experience when people land there, what does that look like at your church? Good,
2: good, yeah. Here are several ways we're trying to make sure that depth happens, that discipleship happens. One is, uh, we ask our groups at least every other study, it needs to be a book study of scripture. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to gravitate toward topical studies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's depth to them. Sometimes there's not depth to them. Uh, you know, we, we operate on a free market system, so we allow okay. our groups to pick and choose their, their curriculum. Mm-hmm. But every other one has got to be, Hey, we're going through the book of Proverbs or, Hey, mm-hmm. we're going study in the life of David and, in mm-hmm. you know, in, in first and second Samuel, so, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then secondly, uh, even the free market opportunities they have, we try to guide them in the choice of their curriculum. Okay. So we sift through, we filter through. Sorry, this curriculum. I know it's popular out there, but no, nah, it's it's cheesy or it doesn't have biblical depth or, or whatever. So we're we're kind of careful in what mm. we people. Mm-hmm. And then, and then lastly, um, we try to train our leaders really well and. Yep. One of the things I've done in that regard, Rich, mm-hmm. is uh, a couple of years ago I wrote a, a four-book sequence for Moody Publishers. Mm-hmm. Bible-savvy, mm-hmm. I mean, we woke up to the realization we got over 300 uh, small groups going out here. <laughs> we right. are trusting the spiritual shepherding to these leaders. What do we know about their Bible acumen or about right. their, you know, their their knowledge of Old Testament, New Testament, basic hermeneutics, et cetera? So mm-hmm. I wrote this four-book series specifically for community group leaders. Mm-hmm, so book mm-hmm. one uh, called Epic covers the Bible storyline. So Genesis, mm-hmm. Revelation, it's it's a, a real simple flow of the plan of redemption through through Scripture. Uh, second book uh, is called Foundation, mm-hmm. and it's The Apologetic Issues. How do we know the Bible's cre- uh, credible book? It's it's kind of Lee Strobel-ish. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. uh, third book is called Context, and it deals with basic hermeneutics. It's mm-hmm. uh, if you've read uh, Gordon Fee's book, How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth, mm-hmm. this is putting the cookies at an even lower level <laughs> accessible level right. on basic hermeneutics. And then the last book, Walk, is How Do You Take What You've Read and Put It Into Practice. Mm-hmm. So those four books, they're short books. They're like four or five chapter books.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we have, have them bound, Moody's bound them in a four book mm-hmm. uh, set. And we made sure every single one of our leaders has them. Mm-hmm. And many of the groups decided then to use them as their curriculum, mm-hmm. in, you know, in their group study. Mm-hmm. So, just again, another Very way of ensuring that there's a quality mm-hmm. uh, of, of discipling going on in our small groups. Uh, absolutely. If
0: people listen to the you know on seminary podcast, they know I'm not the kind of guy that just brings people on all the time to sell books. But the thing I do want you to do is to check out this resource. I do think. I know, listen, there are a lot of church leaders that listen in that are from attractional churches that if we're honest, we lie awake at night and think the exact same thing, the same thing you realize with your church. You're like, man, a lot of this rides on, you know, Frank and Susie and Bill and their ability to disciple people. And I'm if I'm honest, I don't really know how that's going. I don't have a systematic way of saying, hey, what is it that they know, and are they passing that on? The thing I love about this resource is, you know, like you say, you've put the cookies on the bottom shelf in a way that's accessible for folks um, that they then can turn around and lead, you know, with excellence. So I, I would strongly recommend. We'll put links in the show notes on how to get that and all that. But uh, I really would suggest you look in, you know, look into that for sure. If you were to kind of talk to a church leader, let's you know yes. pivot a little bit, a little bit of coaching. You get a call from a church leader that says, listen. Listen, I really do want to up our, our discipleship game this year. I, um, I feel like we do a good job. We've got 30% of our people. It seems like every church I talk to, they have 30% of their people in, in some sort of community group, life group. Um, I'm not happy with that. Uh, I, you know, and the quality of those groups, I'm, I don't know, like some are good, some are not good. Um, where should I start uh, to, to kind of up the discipleship game in this coming year at my church?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know I have some obvious biases, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'll just go back to some of the things I've already yeah you know, already said, Rich. Yeah. yeah, I'd say for a pastor, it starts with your with your preaching. Mm. Yeah, I. You know, if you want to wet people's appetite for God's Word, then preach through one text. Even if you're a topical mm-hmm. teacher, even if you want to do an attractional model, and so you want to do topical series that draw in outsiders, determine that from week to week you're going to choose one chair text that you sit in. Mm-hmm. So it accomplishes two things: you teach the topic, but you also teach people how to study the Bible. You wet mm-hmm. their appetite for want- wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think that's a huge, huge uh, way to begin. Mm-hmm. Role modeling. You know, it always comes back to the pastor having to be the poster child for whatever the value is. <laughs> so if you're going to get people in into a community group, into a small group, you got to be leaking it all the time that you're yeah. in a group. Come gotta, on. That's it, not true. Senior pastors don't have to be in groups. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just kidding, uh, obviously. I mean, I just, Huge. Yeah, you know, one group after another over mm-hmm. 30 years of ministry at Christ Community Church. Mm-hmm. I am passionate about discipling men. And mm-hmm. I love to be in a group that's always got one or two guys at least who are not yet they haven't crossed over the line they're not yet surrendered to Christ mm-hmm. uh, one or two guys who are new believers this is the first time they're cracking the bible on a on a bible so and then and then that leaks into my sermons through illustrations I'm referring right. to a community group and something that somebody shared in it and that that stuff is caught as much as taught so you could beat the drum for community groups mm-hmm. but unless you're you know you're demonstrating that you're involved yourself mm-hmm not going to be picked up. by That's a huge lesson. I know
0: um, there could be people, there are senior leaders today that have heard that before, but I've seen that in action time and time again, when our, you know, when a senior leader gets up and they're not, it's not in the once a year sermon around why you should be in a community group. It's no, 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 it's not in then. It's the sentences here and there. Hey, this week we were out with our life group. And this is a question that came up. Wow. That was amazing. Or I was talking to this guy in our community group and he asked this question and I'm excited about that. Or we went and served together at the soup kitchen. And man, that was such a great experience. And let me tell you this funny thing that happened. Those small pieces drive people to think, gosh, maybe I should be a part of uh, of one of those. So yeah, good, great. This has been a great conversation. I, I really thank you so much for, you know, taking time out. Is there anything else you want to share uh, before
2: we wrap up today's episode? You know, no, I think we've covered it. Uh, you know, one other piece that that we've done, I'll, I'll, I'll throw mm-hmm. in, um, for years now, we've been, uh, moving people along the lines of three asks. Mm-hmm. So we ask you to be here at a weekend service. That's really critical if you mm-hmm. want to. Go. We ask you to serve in some way, and we ask you to, to get into a, a community group.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we just added a fourth ask. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it's helped us organize all that stray stuff. So, you know, how do we get people uh, introduced to the Old Testament and the New Testament? How do we get them uh, introduced to basic hermeneutics and whatever? We realized if we tried to do that strictly through community group curricula there, mm-hmm. you know, it's just very limited. We have to do some seminar teaching. Mm-hmm. So so how do we start throwing those courses out there without it muddying the waters? And now it sounds like 14 asks. Mm-hmm. Or, so what we've done is we've taken all those seminar type courses that we're teaching, mm-hmm. you know, biblical parenting, uh, evangelism training, all that stuff. And we have put it in a fourth category. We just call training. Mm. And so we've asked people, we basically operate in a three semester a year, mm-hmm. you know, there's fall, then there's winter, and then there's spring, mm-hmm. you know, summer. One of those semesters, do one thing training wise. Uh, so okay. You, the other th- come on the weekend, mm-hmm. find a place to serve, get in a community group, but fourthly, do something by way of training. So coming up with that fourth category. Mm-hmm of our stool, if you would. It's been really helpful. It's been a way to organize stuff. So again, it doesn't sound like we're asking, you know, 14, 17 things of you. Mm-hmm. We're asking four basic things, but that last catch-all category helps us to hit on all the important training stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, this has been fantastic. Jim, if
0: people want to get in touch with you or with the church, how can they do that?
2: You know, feel free to email me at uh, jl jlnicodem, mm-hmm. J-L-N-I-C-O-D-E-M at ccclife.org. I'd be happy to uh, to respond, Rich. Nice.
1: Thanks so much, Jim. I appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you, Rich. Hey, it's been a joy talking to you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter